This conversation is brought to you in part by Harvesthold from Verdant Technologies, with promotional consideration from Volcano Produce. Hey, everybody. How the hell are you today? You doing good? Gosh, I hope you're doing good. I really do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart every time I say it to you. think I'm full of BS, but I'm really not. I really hope you're having a good day because when we have a good day, good things happen. I know that for a fact. I'm excited about our show today. I've got a group here that I found that I'm pretty excited to share with everybody. Not a lot of people have probably heard of these folks. You're on the West Coast, you might have, but I love what they're about. I love the opportunities that other communities can embrace with what they're doing. And I've got the founder and the CEO, Mary, here hanging out with us. Not only is she the founder and CEO, she's a proud farmer's daughter. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But today we're going to talk about a group called CAG. And for those of you only listening out there in the world, C as in like with your eyes, not like the ocean, but CAG are students for eco-education and agriculture. And they are truly opening up children's eyes to ag in a very unique way, one of which I think we obviously need to talk about and one I certainly want to uplift because there's nothing more important in this world right now, in my opinion, to serve around where you are and because there's needs all around us in our own communities we need to recognize. And Mary and her team have done that and they've done some incredible lifting. So I'm super excited to have her here. So please welcome everybody. Once again, please welcome the founder and the CEO, my friend, Mary's here from CAG. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Todd. It's a pleasure. It's truly an honor to have you. I can't wait to talk about what you all are doing because, you know, like I was saying, we need to be able to pass this rock back downstream to the next generation in a lot better shape than we've received it, in a lot better shape than we're probably going to pass it down to them. we got a lot of work to do. And I believe that what you all are doing at CAG is a part of that solution to that overall problem that we have. And food is such an important part of changing our planet, changing our health, changing our economies. You know, there's so many things connected to it. And uh, you're driving value into the food system for these kids and valuing food. And I think that is something that's so underrated, but I just don't think we do enough thinking about how we value our food system and you all have. So I'm excited to have you dive into today. Before we get rolling, like I do with all my guests, would you mind just kind of give everybody a little bit of your own bio and journey? I'd read it, but it's just so campy when I do it. It's just so much better from your heart than mine. So if you wouldn't mind, just share with everybody a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for asking, because I do think um, that's one of the things that really interests me when I hear interviews is the inspiration behind you know, the organization. Um, I grew up in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, a very rural area. Um, I am the daughter of a a multi-generational dairy farming family, Irish dairy farmers. Wow. Um, Yes, my great-grandfather came from Ireland, one of those stories with $23 in his pocket. And then he ended up you know, purchasing 200 acres of land and starting a dairy farm. And he also raised standard bred uh, trotter horses that he raised at Saratoga Racetrack. Um, But my story also took a turn. My, uh, the dairy, uh, and this is why this is so important for me to get kids involved in agriculture, is uh, that farm no longer exists. Our family farm no longer exists. And my father ended up becoming a dairy farm worker. And uh, so dairy farming is in my blood. It's in my DNA. My father loved farming. He absolutely loved it. And dairy farming, um, like all farming, is a calling. 
Uh, but mm -hmm. I think dairy farming is at the next level because there is so much um, hard work and dedication that you have to have to those uh, cows. Um, he works seven days a week. And, you know, when I was growing up, I did not know uh, how important agriculture was going to become to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like many 18 year olds, I left the farm, uh, got involved in other industries. Um, but when I came to Ventura County over 20 years ago, I moved here in 1999, I um, saw all the farming around me. And I was invited to uh, watch a field trip at Faulkner Farm in Santa Paula, yeah. which is part of the University of California, UC Davis Extension. And they were um, providing third grade students with a field trip, teaching them about local agriculture. And Todd, that moment, um, when I saw that these kids did not know what the word agriculture meant, mm -hmm. uh, they did not know about pollination. They did not know about the crops that grow in their own backyard. That was my moment of reckoning. And when I said to myself, I'm gonna do this, I can't explain it any other than that. And that was 15 years ago, 15 years ago. Wow. And since then, SEAG um, has educated over 100,000 students about local agriculture. I love it. It's so powerful. And, I, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this. And, I, and, and I, I want to get everybody a little bit up to speed and we'll just do a quickie on it. And then I want to dive into a couple more questions, kind of about your background a little bit, because I love talking to farmers, daughters and farmers, family and generational family, because it's just there's something about that. And to your point, and I can't go out without saying dairy farmers are all badass. I don't care. Right. Because I, you know, people said, Oh, you're a farm, right. You know, but dairy cows have to be dealt with every day, twice a day. They don't stop on Saturdays. They don't take Christmas off. It's a, it doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing, sleeting, hailing, fire, brimstone, whatever it is, you still got to take care of your animals. It's a big job. It is a big it's a, job it's so much dedication and like i said it's a calling and my father what did he do on the sundays he had between the morning milking and the evening milking he had that was this only time that he took off and what would he do I, i'm the youngest of five children he would say mary come on let's go and he would go and visit his friends at other dairy farms that's what he yeah. would do yeah <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. I mean, it's again, but agriculture gets in your blood. You're feeling it now. I mean, it's in yours and you see it and you see what you're doing to these young kids. So let's get into it a little bit before I dive into kind of a little bit of your past and your history. But I think it'd be important to get everybody a little bit of a 411 if we can. What exactly is SEAG? And then I'll drill down after we talk a little bit. I'll get into a little more of the details of what you all are doing. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing, just give everybody a quick little kind of idea of what you all are doing. Okay. Well, SEAG, like you said, stands for Students for Eco-Education and Agriculture. And we, I started the program in 2008, uh, turned the program into a 501c3 in 2013. And our mission is to educate students in the greater community about the farm origins of our food and agriculture's contribution to our nutritional well-being. I think that that's the other part of this is we, you know, you were listing the all the uh, things of the reasons why we need to appreciate agriculture. 
um, but we depend on it for our survival. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times when I, when I give talks, one of the things I'll say to the crowd is, tell me what's more important than feeding your family. And the, to this day, I don't have anyone that can give me um, so, uh, you know, a better answer. And so that being said, um, that's why I think our program is so popular. We mm -hmm. are teaching students, the next generation, um, what that word means, what is agriculture. You would not believe the things that they say. Oh, yeah. um, and when we ask them about what are the top crops growing in your backyard, because this is a very interactive program. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of student engagement. Um, they'll say bananas are the top crop. They'll say corn a lot, a lot of the time. Um, so we educate them and give them a real foundation of what agriculture is, um, what are the top crops, plants are at the beginning of the food chain, um, and we take them on a journey of food from soil and seed to their table and all the steps in between. And then we don't stop there. Then we, we tell them, okay, what are the nutritional values of these crops? Like what, you know, why are strawberries good for you? Mm -hmm. Why, you know, why are avocados good for you? So it's a really comprehensive program. And we see we're up to, you know, my first year way back in the day, I was like, okay, I want to see 500 students, you know, um, and this year we'll probably see um, close to 7,500 students. That's amazing. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you touched on it and something I, I, I'm going to continue to talk about a lot over the next year, which is really understanding the value of food. And we really don't. I asked the same question. How do you value your food? And it's a very hard question for people to answer because they've never been asked it before. Food in this country is just something you just kind of assume is going to always going to be there. And I, and I challenge people when I think about the value of food and to your point about where food comes from, what does it mean? How, how is it? How are we connected to it? You know, I challenge people all the time, walk into your kitchen right now, open up every cupboard and ask yourself, how many days of food do I have in here to survive on? It's a really scary question to ask yourself because most people are like, well, not that many, certainly not weeks worth, right? In a lot of cases. And so it, 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 it really kind of puts into perspective what, what you're sharing when you think about it from the angle of the value of food, which is what you guys are doing, which, which I know has to be a big part of your past, right? Because you were, you were born and raised to value food. You were born and raised, you know, every one of those animals, whether you named them or not, had great value into the American food supply. One cow has a great value in the American food supply. People, you know, I, I look at it from that angle. Every cow combined has a ton, obviously, but each one has value. So, I want to talk about it a little bit from your past because I think it's so important how it lays out that that, that path for you forward. Um, I want to talk a little bit how your past is, is kind of dictated your future. So tell me a little bit about what your dad and your family taught you specifically about the value of food. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson, CEO of Verdant Technologies. Thank you for listening to Todd Versations. Our innovative post-harvest solution, Harvest Hold Fresh, is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart. Our patent technology slows the clock, extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits 
in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvestful Fresh from Verdant Technologies. I think I learned the value of food um, because, you know, we, we were, you know, dairy farming family. My mother had five children. Um, there wasn't, you know, we weren't a wealthy family. Um, and when my mother, you know, had to provide, like you just said, had to provide, um, you know, three meals a day uh, for seven people, you realize the value of food really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part that um, is seeing the amount of time it took to milk all those cows, like the, you know, when your father leaves the house before you're, you're up and he's not back until 7, 7.30 at night, and you know that that's the way he makes his living by this milk that is sold. And if you think of all the products, because we, we did have those products, the, the trucks would pull up and, sure. and take the milk and then they would deliver some of that, those products back to the farm. Um, so when you saw yogurt, we, we would have yogurt cottage cheese, sour cream, butter, um, then the milk itself, ice cream. Um, I mean, you, you do realize the value of that. And we also had a prolific garden. My father, how he found the time to do that as well is beyond me. And then my sister's because it was such a large garden and he um, had everything from, uh, you know, the ubiquitous corn and then he'd have rhubarb as well, you know, and everything in between. And my sisters would took, take all that ex excess that we didn't, you know, we couldn't eat all of it ourselves. And right. they had a farm stand out in front of our house. And when you see that whole you know, from the spring of my father and I planting seeds, um, he would make me weed. He always said, Mary, you've got to plant the seeds in wheat because you're closer to the ground. <laughs> profiling, <am>. profiling. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would help him in the garden. And, and then when you see your sisters selling it out in front of the house and having this wad of cash that they could go to the store and buy their school clothes with it, yeah. You know, all of those things showed me the value of food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Such a great answer. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's great to listen to the passion come out of you when you tell the story. It's almost, it's like, I can almost, it, it, I could feel it coming out of me in the sense of like, I could just see the farm stand in my mind. I could see the sisters out there. I could see the sunshine, that whole thing, you know, the white, probably a white farm stand, if I was guessing, you know, et cetera. It's just super cool. But you know, you call yourself a farmer's daughter, and that's such a unique individual person. That is such a unique gift to be a farmer's daughter. I'm a, a lot farm of worker's daughter. Well, that's still my a farmer's father, daughter. My, we, my grand, great grandfather's family farm. Um, that's a whole other story we won't get into. 
Um, so my father ended up working at a farm called the Ideal Dairy Farm in upstate New York. So he was a farm worker's daughter. And I'm even more proud of that. Well, yeah. But so, so share about that, though, because, I mean, it, it's it's a that's a powerful lift. Right. Far, you know, and, and quite frankly, a farm, you know. I know a lot of people categorize as farm workers. They're a hell of a lot better farmer than the farmer is. So that's, you know, to me, I don't bet I'm not splitting any hairs. It's the same to me. You're all a part of the equation that puts food on America's table. I don't care. You know, in my mind, I just like, whatever. There's, there's, there's no totem pole when it comes to And you're to absolutely right, Todd. It takes yeah. a team. 100%. To put, to make sure that Americans have food on their tables. And my father was part of that team. Yeah, um, I would like to think he um, was a better farmer than, you know, some of his you know, he, he was he loved what he did and he was great at it. And um, yeah, he worked for you. Yeah. Worked very hard. He did. I, I can only imagine again because I can because I can hear it in you, which is pretty cool. It's, it's, it's pretty neat to hear you talk about them. So let's talk a little bit about CIA. I want to get into this a little bit because you guys are just doing such a big lift. And, and it, you know, again, you, you brought it up. You're showing kids how to value their food at, at the farm level. You've got over 100,000 kids, 100,000 kids, kids. That's a lot of kids visiting that are coming onto working farms. They're, they're looking at your amazing body of work. There's, there's curriculum. There's all kinds of things behind it. But it's also pointing out what I think is really important to kids today is that there's future opportunities out there in the agriculture sector, right? We're losing generational farmers. We don't have a lot of second, third generation farmers in a lot of instances coming. Just had a conversation this week about one that's going to sell off his ground to put houses on. Can't blame him, right? The world is what the world is. But that's a scary thing, too, because food insecurity is a really big problem. So to me, I want to start with this is in. I think this is kind of a lot of the backbone of some of what you all do, but why are the using words with kids and getting kids to understand the words about origin of food, nutrition, and well and well-being? Why do those food, words like that need to matter to kids today? Why does it need to matter? Because um, it's part for, for me, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, um, I think our farms are so precious, family farms. Um, obviously, like I said, our future depends on it. Our survival depends on it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't protect it, if we don't try to preserve it, um, a lot of farms are, and I hear conversations like this with farmers just about every time I talk to a farmer, because it's getting more and more and more difficult to farm. And so uh, farming is moving off into other countries, like mm -hmm. Mexico is a big example. And if we don't protect our farmers, and I believe who's gonna protect our farm and who's gonna help um, is the next generation. So yeah. uh, I believe education leads to preservation. Um, and so that at the end of the day, that's why I'm doing this is to mm -hmm. help preserve uh, family farms. And, um, you know, the kids that I taught back in 2008, they're young adults now. And I'm hoping when they think because I we receive hundreds and thousands of letters from students and they all say, you know, I loved it. I'm thinking about becoming a farmer. Um, and if they don't become farmers, um, hopefully when they go to the ballot box one day and there's 
um, they're going to be voters that they vote to help protect uh, family farms. And this is why it should be important to them. You yeah, know. 100% agree. I, I, I firmly agree with what you said. And something I'm very concerned about and talking about more and more is that I feel that we are on a very slippery slope of decline with small to medium sized family farms in this country, um, which I find to be incredibly dangerous uh, and very, very concerning. I think that the way the world is changing, the way consolidation is happening, the economy, whatever you want to talk about, whatever it's going to be, there's going to be more and more pressure. And it's going to become much, much harder, in my opinion, for small to medium sized farmers uh, to survive in this country. Um, and I think it's a conversation that we need to continue to have, because again, it's about valuing our food. Um, and I, I think it's incredibly important. You know, one of the things that I want to talk about specifically and get into a couple points, one, I want to talk about the individual programs you all have going on, because I think they're just really great. And I think people need to to, to hear what they are and, 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 and grasp them. But one of the things I been working on this show and thinking about it and going back and forth a little bit in my mind. And I kind of, I guess, call it my call to action and hope from all this is that, as I said it earlier, you know, there's needs around us all, all over the place, every community, every neighbor, your neighborhood has needs. You don't even, sometimes people don't even realize it, but my call to action in all this is that in hope is that people find a way to get involved or inspired um, based off of the heavy lifting you've already done and the groundwork that you've done in their own communities, because there is such tremendous value in educating the next caretakers of this world to the greater appreciation for food and food production. And you're doing that. And I'm excited to highlight some of these things. So with that being said, can you talk to me a little bit as we break into some of your programs that you're providing for folks? Can you talk a little bit about, first, I want to talk about Farm Lab because I think it's just super, super cool. Well, Farm Lab is our core program. That's the heart of SEAG. And that's how SEAG started. Um, Farm Lab comprised is it's two it's a two part program. Um, the first part is an educator going into the school, going into the classroom, and giving students an introduction uh, to agriculture. And this is uh, for third grade, which is a very important uh, age and grade in the school system. Um, and that's why we chose third grade. Um, kids can start to understand more difficult concepts and sciences, but they still believe everything you tell them. Um, fourth grade is when they start questioning everything and they don't believe. So that's why we chose third grade. Um, and we go in and we give them an introduction to agriculture, a 45 minute introduction. And then part two is transporting the kids on school buses that we pay for, uh, transporting them to a local uh, farm, in our case, in Ventura County, it's uh, Petty Ranch, and, and uh, that's a fifth generation uh, farm, and they grow uh, lemons, avocados, figs, and then in the area where we are, they have apples, persimmons, pomegranates, and so that's where we teach the kids on site um, about soil health, about plant biology, about entomology, and the journey of food from soil to their table. So really giving them a comprehensive uh, 
you know, a comprehensive program where when they leave on that school brush after part one and part two, they know what the top crops are, they know soil composition, they know the difference between good bugs and bad bugs, they know where, um, what a watershed is and where um, farmers get their water from. Um, and I could go on and on and on. And we do pre, we know what the students are learning. Um, right. So. It's so powerful. It's so needed. It's so powerful. And, and, and two of the programs that I really love are, are STEM programs. And the one I want to talk about, which I think is just super, super cool, is your one called GREAT, uh, which is Girls Representing and Entering Agriculture Today. You know, I look back on my tenure playing in this sandbox, and, and there's very few women involved in, in agriculture, you know, back when we had, you know, dial phones and no cell phones. We sent things by smoke signal, covered wagon. It was a little long time ago, but there really wasn't a lot in there. And it's, and it's great to see the transformation of how women are becoming more involved in agriculture. And now you're doing it down at, with the kids trying to get them fired up. So please talk a little bit about, about the great program, if you wouldn't mind. I love that you brought that up. That's our newest program, Girls uh, Representing and Entering Agriculture Today. And it is exactly what it sounds like. We're trying to educate, inspire, and empower young women to consider a career in agriculture. So, and this is for middle and high school students. This is not for third grade. Right. Uh, again, we go to the school, we go to the campus, and we are educating these young women. And sometimes um, when the school says, well, can't we, you know, include, uh, the the um, boys in the class, and I've said we always say, of course, um, and we're trying to you know educate them on the myriad of career opportunities that are available to them in agriculture, and getting them excited about the science careers, the technology careers, the engineering careers, the math careers, and what gets them more excited is you know. We give them this really colorful presentation and we're introducing them. This is what these people do, you know, job descriptions, their responsibilities, that they're out in the field. They're not just in an office. These are the degree requirements. Um, and this is how much money you can make in this field. This is the salary range. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these students are flabbergasted when they're like, I can make that much money working in farming and agriculture, because if you're not a family that has connections to agriculture, a lot of uh, students, um, even in, if they're in middle and high school, they associate agriculture with two jobs, you know, uh, someone driving a tractor mm -hmm. and field work. And they don't know that, you know, if you look at the average uh, grower today, grower operation today, there's hundreds of careers within yeah. that. And, and so that when they hear, oh, I can make six figures being, you know, you know a pest control advisor. I love bugs. Right. Right. And um, you either hate or you love bugs. There's yeah, no right. between. Um, and then they get excited. And, that, uh, and then they also get excited about the new technology, the robotics right. that are involved in agriculture. So that's what it's all about. 
Um, and we do that. We have a STEM career pathways in agriculture. Yeah, well. talk about that. Um, they're very similar, those two programs. One is um, to encourage young women to enter uh, the industry and then the STEM career pathways. It's giving them a roadmap basically of how they can transition from uh, you know, high school, college, and then get a career in ag. So we, we, we give them that pathway. We explain that pathway um, and give them the tools that they need, including uh, scholarships that, um, that are available in the area. I love it. Well, you know, look, STEM, STEM and agriculture are going together, you know, like peas and carrots. I had a little produce joke there. But, you know, <laughs> technology is changing so rapidly and information is becoming so readily available, whether it's AI, all these different things, to your point about robots and drones and all this other stuff. It, you know, farming on your phone is not unrealistic any longer, right? I mean, it's a part of the equation. So the technological side of this, which totally fits into this younger generation, that's you know, on a phone, Xbox, all these other things. It's almost in some ways now, from a technology standpoint, playing a video game when it comes to agriculture in a lot of ways. And so it's exciting that you're touching those kids so young that they can wreck to your point. They recognize like, that's really a job. Like, that's good. That's exciting. Like, I could go do that. You know, we're building greenhouse, whatever the case may be. It's really pretty darn cool. And it's exciting to see that it's out there. And I don't know a whole lot of folks, truthfully, that are really leaning hard into STEM with agriculture attached to it, right? I mean, it, it, and, it, and it's great to see. And I, I'm sure it's got to be opening up a lot of eyes, especially for the girls. I would think they've got to be like, wow, this is pretty cool opportunity. Well, yes, exactly. And when you, again, if you can give them, seeing is believing, right? Yeah. You can, when you can see a woman up on our, in our presentation and she's the director of food safety at a organization and you're saying, okay, she's got a degree in food safety. Um, this is what her job description is. Um, this is her salary. And it, it, it's pretty inspiring because then they can yeah. see themselves, these young women can see themselves in that position because there is a woman in that position and it encourages them to consider that career most i mean if you look at lawyers what you know they're um uh, they have children and the children end up becoming lawyers doctors doctors right. teachers teachers i mean it's a it's a pattern but because farmers only one percent of the population farms there's not a lot of children of mm -mm. farmers farm workers or in agriculture so when you can give them 20 examples of a career path that they could take. Oh my gosh. And we, we have it. We, you know, I know we have affected students in this STEM career pathways because some of them apply to SEAG. I remember they would, they have applied to us. Isn't that inc incredible? That's awesome. I mean, that is so cool, but you know, it, it, I, that's, that is super, super cool. But you know, the thing is, it's just what we touched on. We have got to basically go recruit the next generation of farmers, which is what you all are doing. I mean, I, it's call it what you want, but it's the fact of the matter is, is you're, these kids need these opportunities you're presenting in front of them so they can sit there and say, this is a career path because, you know, 
you may not necessarily get them at, at, at career day when they're a junior or senior in high school, right? It may not necessarily register in a lot of ways, but when you start working at that age that you're working with and the way your step, the way your programs are working and providing some of these, I think, just really essential tools to empower them to make choices, right? Which I think is something we don't do enough of with our youth. We don't empower them to make good choices. They get empowered to turn on the video game. I get that, but you know, picking, deciding what food to eat, being a part of a food career, this and that, that's a lot of empowerment there. So I think it's great what you all are laying out there for them. I think it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. And I've had conversations with growers um, that have job openings and they have to hire outside of the area. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the students are not applying for these jobs or they're the graduates of the, you know, colleges are not applying. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many career opportunities to the local students in their own backyard in agriculture. They don't have to move to another state. They don't have to go to a big city. These are great jobs, high paying jobs that are available to them in their own backyard. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. Well, and, and the other one, I, and I don't want to I don't want to be remiss on this one. I, and I want to make sure we touch on it, is the, the, the child wellness initiative. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because that's just super cool, too. I mean, it's all super cool. I, I can't rank them in cool. Like, there's not a cool ranking for you all. The whole thing <laughs> I agree with cool. you. They're all cool. It's all straightforward cool. Um, and thank you for reminding me of this, this, Todd. This is so nice for me to be able to talk about it. Um, so, like I said, Farm Lab is the core and heart of our program. That's how we started. But when we when you talk about the journey of food, you can't just stop at the table. You know, we talk about farm to table, right? You also have to take it even one step further and talk about the consumption and the nutrition of food. And so that's what we did. Um, I said, you know, not only can we don't talk about, you know, we, not only should we talk about the journey of a lemon and talk about all the things you can do with lemons, let's talk about the nutritional value of lemons and what that does for the body. So we made this really fun curriculum again for third grade. And we said, okay, there's five different colors of fruits and vegetables. There's red, blue, green, yellow, and orange. And what are each of those colors and body parts good for? Um, so we call it the rainbow of food. So red is good for your heart. Blue is good for your brain. Green is good for your bones. Orange is good for your eyes. And yellow is good for your skin. And so we're trying to make nutrition education fun. Right. And um, we applied for, for a grant from the California Department of Food and Agriculture. If any of them are listening, thank you so much for your support. And they, that was the largest, at that time, the largest, one of the largest grants, um, federal grants we had ever received. Wow. It allowed us to see um, 12,000 students in two and a half years we reached. Wow. I mean, it's so powerful. And, you know, it only takes one student to make a difference, right? And the fact that you got 12,000 in front of a program like that just gives you that better odds to make a difference. You know, you touched a little bit about the kids' excitement. There's no two ways, but I'd be remiss not to ask you a little bit about some of the teacher feedback that you're receiving, right? About the experiences, the opportunities that CAG's doing. Can you share a little bit about what they're saying? Yes. um, This is very uh, apropos because um, the local newspaper here 
came out and wanted to see one of our field trips. And we ended up on the cover of the local newspaper. And the whole story was about this school and this teacher, Michael Post, who has been coming out on our field trips for, I think he said six years. And he was so appreciative and um, the accolades that he gave the program and said that they come out every year uh, to farm to farm lab. And um, yeah, he just kept going on and on and because they don't teach about agriculture in the classroom. Mm -hmm. That's why our program is so successful. Um, they, they don't teach, I mean, they touch on it, but, yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, yeah. it's so when, if they can come out to and have a reality based experience, um, on a farm. So yes, I have letters. We do post, um, program surveys with the teachers. And I don't think we ever get a teacher who doesn't leave thrilled um yeah it's free the other part right well let's yeah let's get that out there one more day yeah it's free kids it's a free <laughs> program we i you know i that's my let's face it i used to do all the education now i'm the chief fundraising officer so that's my job now and it's such a pleasure to be able to tell these schools uh that it's cost free. Yeah, no doubt. Well, there's no two ways about that. And that's what I think is really cool. Are, are the teachers, you know, have you heard from the teachers that, you know, because of this experience, there's been a change with the kids, you know, and I asked this question, you know, as far as like grades and, and, and just their thought process or maybe even more engaged in science, just in the classroom on, you know, making a volcano, whatever it is they might be doing. And the reason I asked that question is, is that, you know, one of the other things that we do here in our platform is we talk about school nutrition. And I'm a big believer that, you know, we can do a lot to help our, our planet, our health, our, our country by investing more energy and in, in feeding kids better at school, right? Uh, because it's such a big part of their lives. Some kids, that's the, some of the only meals, you know, the quality meals they get Monday through Friday, and they don't get much on the weekends type of a thing. So it's, it's to me, I, I find that to be, you know, really uh, an important topic. But one of the things that comes out of it is that these kids are asking their parents to do something different at home. Can you go, you know, I want to make spring rolls. And I've got parents calling the school, like, where do you buy this stuff? I don't even know what it is. Are you seeing anything like that in some of those ways about teachers are seeing some kind of improvements? Um, well, the improvements that we see um, is with, so the whole, you know, uh, mission of the wellness program is to increase the consumption of fresh right and vegetables. And so it's just amazing to me that the number one crop in, you know, both Santa Barbara County and Ventura County are berries and some students have never tried berries. Yeah, it's a trip. Um, it's a, so we, we are always trying to get the kids to taste new things. And when we do the post survey and we ask them, you know, you tasted avocados. We we had a folks group once and we asked the kids um, about um, what fresh fruits and vegetables they liked and which ones they don't like. And a lot of kids said they didn't like avocados, but they love guacamole. Right. Go figure. So we, we, you know, add a little salt to your 
avocado, you might like it. And, and when we get those post-survey results back and they say, yes, I'm going to eat avocados now. Um, so that's the kind of feedback. And we have to believe kids don't really, they don't, they tell the truth. Yeah. Unless, they're, unless they screwed up and they know it, they're pretty, they're pretty honest. Yeah. And the <laughs> other research findings is that when students, teachers, adults visit a farm that grows broccoli, it's really interesting. They're more inclined to eat broccoli after you yeah. go to avocado farm and learn about avocados. You're more inclined to eat like avocado and we could go through every crop. Yeah. So all of a sudden there's this visceral connection to the to that particular fruit or vegetable once you see how it's grown especially if you're given the opportunity to pick it with your own hand thanks for joining the todd versation and now a word from our sponsor hi this is gordon robertson ceo of verdant technologies thank you for listening to todd versations our innovative post-harvest solution harvest hold fresh is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart Our patent technology slows the clock, extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvest Hold Fresh from Verdant Technologies. And we're seeing it in the schools too. We're seeing it with the school nutrition program where kids are becoming more involved. They're actually, it's like, yes, I'm going to try uh, Indian food. I'm going to try vegan. I'm going to try these different things that are in front of me. And again, it's what I said earlier, these kids are allowed to, they're empowering their own choices when it comes to their food. And I think if we get them on the right track at the ages that you're working with and at the schools, we're going to make a better planet kids. Cause we, they they know the difference between right and wrong. We're not just forcing all the other, you know, the stuff that the big three, as I call it, that, you know, sugar, salt, fat content thing for everybody that just flips on everything inside your brain. It's incredibly powerful. I'm sure the parents have got to be pretty stoked with what's coming out of you hear back from them at all. Um, well, we hear from them. So we have one, one more program I'd like to talk to you about is yeah. our farm day. Yep. So in interacting um, with all of these students, um, their parents would come on the field trips as chaperones. And I, when we were giving the students facts about agriculture, the, the amounts, um, the number of farm workers, just all the this information about local agriculture, the parents would walk up to me and say, was that true? Are you serious? Um, and do farm workers get paid? The questions that these parents would ask. Right. So I approached 10 different growers, and this was in 2013, uh, or maybe 2012, and I asked them, Um, Would you participate in a community education and outreach day, a one day event where you open up your doors to the general public, invite them in to educate them about where their food comes from so they can ask you and hear it from you Mm -hmm. about 
agriculture. You, you tell them your story. And all 10 growers said yes. And so when we hold those events twice a year, and now, you know, we're in our 11th year in Ventura County, um, we hold those events, one in September, one in um, November. And a lot of the schools, the parents come and say, you taught my daughter, you know, in her school. Thank you so much. She came home and she told me we were going to have to start a garden or, you Love know, um, now she's got me making smoothies because we do smoothie, you know. So, yes, right. parents, I've had grandparents send us letter. You changed my grandchild's life. She's making, she's, you know, eating better. She wants yeah. to garden. Um, and that's the best part of my job is reading those letters. It has to be. Well, you, you look, you're not lacking for inspiration. That's for sure. You're, you're getting fed every day because you're doing what we need to be doing on this planet in a much bigger way. And, and you and I chatted about this a little bit, and I want to go back around on this because there's a lot of ways that people can engage with CAG on your website. Um, there's teaching and learning materials. There's resources that are available to anyone. And, you know, it's free of charge, kids. Let's remind everything. All of it's free of charge. And it's designed to make a huge difference in the world. There's no two ways about it. But, you know, when you and I were chatting about why can't there be a CAG in Iowa? Why can't there be a CAG in Alabama? Why can't there be a CAG in Chicago? I don't anywhere that there's agriculture out there. And, you know, one of the things that I shared we were talking about is, is your openness to talk to people about doing what you're doing or being a part of or presenting ideas or doing Zoom calls or whatever the case may be. So rather than me babble what I'm babbling, I'd just like for you to touch on that a little bit and make that that call to action to the world out there that says, I've done it. I've done the heavy lifting. Let me help you do some lifting in your neighborhood and let's keep changing this planet. Yeah, there's two ways we can go about this. Um, they can either contact us and we would be very happy to share our lesson plans, our curriculum. We can give them a roadmap map of how you know we started or if there's any uh, teachers listening or friends of teachers um, they could sign up for our virtual presentations because of course I hate to bring up a bad subject but in 2020 we um, converted all of our in-person uh, programs to virtual so we could still reach the students that was also very very successful and, and and valuable so if there is a school in maine in january and they're not going to any farm field trips at that time and they want to um you know have a field trip type of experience uh, we can certainly do a live presentation to them um, at our from our farm lab location. Um, so if there's any teachers out there that, that are listening to this, please contact us at CAG.org and we would be happy uh, to share information or give your students a virtual presentation. How do you not love doing good by being good and doing good things and spreading love around the world? I mean, how what, what part of what you just said can't people embrace and jump to? I hope I hope we crash your server, girl. That's what I hope. I hope you call me up and say, "You asshole, why'd you?" Tell me? <laughs> but it's so. I, I hope I do that too. I do too. Believe me, I'll take that phone. I'll, I'll buy a new server. I'll figure it out. Whatever. Let's go. 
I, we need to do it, right? We want to crash your server because we've got to make this thing happen. You know, I want my audience and the people out there to be mindful um, of how important this is. And you're telling people not only how important it is, not only the, the work that you're doing, the curriculum you're throwing out there, but you've given just such great examples of what the kids are saying, the parents are saying, the teachers are saying, the community is saying, the other farmers are saying. It's so powerful and food has so much value. And I just, I, I, I'm just so thrilled to be able to hang out with you and be able to you know, highlight what you all are doing because we you know we need we need a gazillion of you out there, Mary, and a gazillion sea eggs out there in the world because it really is going to be a way that we can make one of the fastest, most tangible changes to our planet is by embracing our children and embracing agriculture and getting people to understand the true value of food. It really is. I mean, kudos to you and your team. It's just awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I can't wait for my team to to uh, listen to this because it's it is a good reminder. Thank you, Todd, of how important our work is. Yeah, uh, it's killer. I love it. It really. What's next for you guys? You got something exciting? You know, I mean, besides we're going to crash the server, we're going to get the whole United States to call you all at one time, probably, and get people involved and start popping these up and get people to get agriculture moving in their own communities. What do we have on the horizon? Well, we're trying to expand Farm Day up the coast. Um, growers are seeing the benefits of educating the local community. I mean, let's face it, many of these growers are international. They sell all over the world. Sure. They, they have, um, they know how important it is to reach the local, their local neighbors. And so if they can educate their local neighbors on in the community about their farm operations, how benefit, beneficial that is. Um, I call Farm Day a friend raiser. Um, it's raising friends in the agricultural community. Um, and so growers who are participate in Ventura County and now Santa Barbara County, they want us to expand and grow up the state into all the way up to Watsonville. So that's something we're, you know, considering. Um, we're always growing our programs, making them better. Um, and I also want to remind people uh, that we are a 501c3. And um, if they want to make any donations, it's very easy to do on our website. No donation is too small. Um, sometimes those $10 donations are, um, you know, so, you know, when someone sends you a check for $10, you knew that that took them a lot. Yeah. Uh, their $10 donations are just as important as the $50,000 donations, but we'll take them all. <laughs> no donation turned away, no. And, and thank you for bringing that up. I was going to, I was going to, to make sure we brought that up, that you guys are all about working with people because, and again, I, I want to say it, everything that you're providing these kids, the teachers, the schools is free. The stuff on the website, the heavy lift on the website, the information, it's free. And it's free because of the generosity of others that recognize how important your work is. I, I, I'm just I'm just super thrilled for what you guys are doing. I really, really am. I, I just again, I can't say it enough of what uh, uh, how big of a need we, we we have out there across this country to do exactly what you're doing in every community, every farm county um, and, and uplift, uplift the work and drive recruiting for lack of a better word of farmers into the system, because food insecurity is a real word that we don't talk much about as well as the value of food, you know, what it truly amounts to. And, and food security is a big part of that, right? And so 
just kudos to you and the team. Thank you for being here and hanging out with me. It's just awesome. Thank you for asking us. I, like I said, um, you know, my days are filled with a lot of different, you know, business activities. And so when I can take time out of my day and talk to someone like you that reminds me of how important our work is, and I can tell that you truly appreciate um, it, it just, it really makes us feel good. Um, so thank you. It's, it's, you know, I, I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you reaching out to us and asking us um, to be uh, part of your wonderful program. And, and um, yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Uh, totally a pleasure. It really is. Thank you again. Everybody, CAG.org, go check them out. Look, the, the groundwork's been laid. They're doing, they've done the heavy lifting. Come alongside them, throw some money, get involved, ask how you could do something in your own community. We can win the day if we work together. I talk about this all the time. We need to go out every day to inspire people. And it's, it's, it's not a hard thing to do in, to inspire somebody. Just a simple hello is a source of inspiration because you don't know what path people are on. CAG is all about inspiration. They're inspiring kids to think outside the box, to, to, to look at the world in the light that perhaps they'll never get to see without this program. So it's incredibly important that we talk about valuing our food. And what Mary and her team has done is done exactly that. And they've done the heavy lift. Like I said, it's there for the taking. Go take advantage of a call. Ask for help. Find out what you can do in your own community. Mary will talk to you. She's great. She's very kind. She's sweet. She answers her emails. She's wonderful. Trust me. <laughs> call her. Crash the damn server. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Crash exactly. our server. Exactly. So thanks, everybody, for listening and, pay and hanging out with us today. Like I said, go inspire somebody. You can do it. I know you can. This, this show inspired me tremendously. It's going to fire up the rest of my day, and I can't wait to figure out ways that we can help CAG through our platform. So thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you on social media. You know why I'm on social media, Mary? You know why I hang out on social media? For this? Well, yeah, for that. That's one of the reasons too. But I'm trying to become a one. I'm trying to become an adopted Kardashian. I think I can do it. I'm, I think I could be like a stepbrother. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Thanks for listening, everybody. Much love to you. Take care. Thanks for all your encouragement you give to me every day. I appreciate you. Take care. We'll chat soon. <laughs>